everybody, live from Koreatown on a thank God balmy fall day in Southern California. It is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother from the same mother. What up, Terry what up, what Miller? Up? Also known as the Icons, also known as Trolling Terry. What's good? How you feeling? Great. Ladies and gentlemen, beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. I pass on that 100 degrees every day for the last three months. And we have a special guest. Who is it? My brother from another mother. Uh oh. Give it up. Who plays. The recently dearly departed Kisan Teague on HBO's Ballers, ladies and gentlemen. Man, uh, Chris Lambo Lofton in the house. Oh, what a Lambo. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Came in crispy. Oh, I'm t- man, I got a hoodie on, but you can see the goosebumps. That's it. That's it. <laughs> if I was sleeveless, you could see it. I promise. The love is real. <laughs> oh, folks, we got, a, we got a, a great episode for you. Chris is a great guy. I've known him for a few years now from us working together. Uh, he actually knows uh, uh, Twizzy Twitch that's on the camera zombie that put the jam down for us. My jam boy. is growing, too. Yeah. Jam is growing. Uh, it's on, it's released on yeah. Spotify now if you want to hear that. The, the name of the jam is Cameras on Me. It's on uh, Spotify. Look for Twizzy Twitch. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the Lost Visionary. Yeah, shout out. Going to be performing at that AC3 festival yeah. down in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Really proud <laughs> yeah. of the young man. Oh, yeah, he's doing it. He's, he's next. getting it done, right? He's next. Everywhere I go, I see him. I don't care if I'm in Miami, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> I could be in Delaware somewhere at a random 7 Eleven. Let's have like, Chris. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, are you, are you, are you, <laughs> he's out there getting it done. Where are you he's going? Out there getting it done. He's out there getting it done. He's got to go get it. Yeah, uh, no, we had a conversation where he told me he can't get discovered in the living room, and uh, so he's out there going to get it now. Yeah, he definitely and, is. And uh, and we appreciate the contribution with the jam. So, folks, we got a lot to talk about today. Enormous fights this weekend in Los Angeles at the Staples Center. Not even regular fights. Enormous. 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 Championship fights. Yeah. Three championship fights on one card. The belts are on the line. The belts yeah. are on the line. And it's and there and there's parody in these fights. These are these Very are tight fights. So. We're gonna talk about our predictions for that. Uh, gonna talk about Major League Baseball because it is almost the most wonderful time of the year, folks. We're about three days out from the, about four days out from the Major League Baseball playoffs starting. I personally don't think there's anything better. Football's in gear. Basketball's gearing up. Yeah. If you're a puck guy, hockey is popping. Still going down in soccer. And the most important thing in the world that's on the line is the World Series. And them boys are ready to fight for it. They're ready to go. Uh, we got a, a caller waiting in the wings. We got do it for the tipper who's always coming in hot with his college NCAA football picks and some gambling notes for y'all and i wanted to start with a little news out of the nba did you guys see this thing that kyrie irving just did in his uh press conference no way talking about kd yeah he put the he put the nba on blast like indirectly but directly what'd he say they asked him uh, if he was excited to you know play with kevin durant and how quickly he was going to come back and he Uh said all right let's just be honest here Kevin wasn't ready to play last year. He had been out for 31 straight days, and we put him out there just to push a product, and we put the product in front of Kevin, the band. And I'm letting you guys know now, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to protect him for the whole rest of the season. He needs to get right, however long that takes. I don't want to see any pressure for him to get back because I want him to be his best Kevin. Wow. That's awesome that he's got his back like that. Yeah, that's dope. Early on in the, in that, that's going to build camaraderie, yeah, whatever Kevin's they do. I take some responsibility for that, too. Didn't nobody put no gun to his head. Did and get nobody out there? tell Kevin? <laughs> Did nobody <laughs> make Kevin do that? <laughs> hey, he want to hoop. I want to hoop, too. I want to hoop. I got a bum knee right but now. But, enough, but let me tell you, you if y'all tell me the championship is on the line, I might go out there and yeah, twist I feel my it. leg up. Yeah. I feel it. I mean. This is what it is as a competitor. Yeah. And let's. The, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it is it is admirable because the camaraderie was real, especially just getting started them going in that's a monster of a of a three-headed machine if they can make it happen between uh uh 
uh, Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, low-key the most underrated defensive player in the NBA for the past decade. Definitely. DeAndre Jordan, Kyrie Irving, who is a tremendous player, but we've now seen how he can also be a cancer when things don't go his way because he actually, his return actually took that Celtics team in reverse. Right. Yeah, because Sometimes that, that's just too, just too much going down the Celtics, right. man. You seen what uh, Jalen Brown was going on with that? Oh, he needs his bread. He needs, but he's but he, he needs he, a bit much. He, a bit. He, he, you he, see no, I mean, I get, I'm all for know your worth and uh, set yeah. the bar high, but come on. 70, right? <laughs> he laughable. 70. I literally guffawed. <laughs> I go fall. He needed 170. And, no. And Danny Ainge was like, yeah, okay. I'd see you. Cool, uh, cool, cool. I'll see you <laughs> after Halloween. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. I'll see you hanging out with Antonio. Yeah. What is it, April Fool's? Uh, <laughs> so they, they weren't feeling it. No. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, you could even pin part of that on Kyrie Irving because, because maybe he would have shown his worth to be that. If the team had have been what it was the year that they went to the finals, well, honestly, when he did ball out, but it's like overkill with uh, the Patriots getting AB. You didn't really need Kyrie. You had all that talent on the on the uh, Celtics. It wasn't necessary. Well, but the thing was, he was he was there, wasn't he? He got hurt. Is that not yeah. what happened? Last he was year there. he was hurt. He was hurt, and then they just started coming into their own. That's when Tatum stepped up, that and that's that, yeah. when Brown stepped and, up. And, but the problem was, is so they then he him. was already on the you know he was already on the roster. Yeah. They seemed like they didn't realize how good that young nucleus was of players. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And now they're talking about Kyle Kuzma being out, out like yeah. Kyle Kuzma was out indefinitely Whoa, with that what? bum yeah, he foot. Just got, he just got hurt. Yeah. yeah, in practice he got. Oh, hurt. that's crazy! They say not until he comes back from China, they're gonna do the MRI to figure out how long he's gonna be down for. Oh wow! And they asked LeBron about it. He said, "So uh, 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 what do you go ninety fifty forty? He said, "My mama said I need to to, to not talk about it, be about it. That's the mode I'm in." <laughs> Whatever that was. All right, so, King. So King James, I think King James got to make the league pay this year. After oh no, yeah, he got to first time out Are of the playoffs crazy? in nine years. He got to. Y'all oh, must have forgot. He's gonna be on a vengeance. He's gonna and be on a vengeance. He's ranked, I think, number three or four now as best player in the league. Yeah, imagine. Oh no, he's number three. It's Giannis, Kawhi, and LeBron, and that is completely and that's, ridiculous. It, super ridiculous. I love Giannis, but he can't shoot. Right. Well, LeBron can't shoot either, but we ain't no, 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 no. LeBron cannot no. shoot. Are you, Terry. Are you? <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Get <laughs> <laughs> crazy, Phil. There you go. That's a good chance. <laughs> great story, great story for you guys. So the so the first time I met Chris, we had moved, we had moved this filming of Ballers from Miami to Los Angeles. Uh, my character was now the assistant GM, and. They brought Chris on as a character named Kisan Teague that was supposed to be the new hot running back that we were trying to sign. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to sign him, but my superior didn't want to give him a deal. The very first day of filming that they had, which is all of this is a long story, but it's super relevant to what we're doing today. The very first day of filming that we had was him doing a tryout basically for the team to show his worth. So they had him running 40 yard dashes. It was hot. All right, we're supposed to be on the practice field in Miami. <laughs> he can't but we, believe it. He can't believe it because he knows where I'm going. We were in Irvine, California on a toasty day. Chris showed up in the morning. For those of you who don't know, you work in the movie industry, you work early. You work early, you work late. We showed up. The call time is probably 6.30 or 7. We end up on the on the field. I have a whistle and a, and a stopwatch. Chris is ready to go. They're like, all right, we're going to run him now. There's a backstory here that I don't know if you knew. Okay. Because you didn't know everybody at the time. Right. 
Donovan Carter that plays Vernon Littlefield that this season's uh, 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 storyline is about e-gaming and so on and so forth. The first season, Donovan's storyline was about him trying to get the deal to be the most well-paid offensive uh, defensive lineman in the league. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had to work out. They had some scenes in Miami where they had him working out. And his mom is watching him work out. His mom is like, get it, Vernon. Yeah. You better work. And he's like, yeah, baby, you got to lose 10 pounds so we can get this money. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The day after they shot that scene, I hooked up with DC So Fly. Shout out to Donovan Carter. Yes, sir. DC said, oh, this the hardest workout I ever had in my life. <laughs> Donovan was a Division One football player. <laughs> right. Donovan has been an athlete his whole life. <laughs> they had Donovan do about 200 takes of flipping over a 500-pound tire and running sprints yeah. in the Miami humidity. Yeah, his yeah. Arms And it was him, his legs too. And so he told me he I was he was like he was like, "Oh, for real." He's like, "I I don't know if I've ever had a harder workout." He was like, "We shot the scene for about 6 hours." I didn't know that. And there was no fake tire. It was me, it was real. <laughs> So, Lambo shows up on his first day. We all stage the scenes. We do rehearsals. We all read the lines off these tiny papers that are called sides. We all have our sides standing there. We're reading the lines. They're like, all right, let's put it on his feet. So, so you know, we're going to run a couple 40s. And I was sitting there and I was looking. I was like, man, I hope this young man is in shape. He looks like he's in good shape. I hope he's in shape. Chris pulled out a Marlboro and was like, <laughs> 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 Chris pulled out a bar, bro, and was smoking and was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Just a, little, just a little tired. It's early, boy. I was like, yeah. I said, I said, I pulled him aside. I said, hey, dog. I said, I'm going to just let you. I tried to pull you his trouble. I tried to pull his coat. I was like, I was like, damn. Top, <laughs> top running back on the smoke, huh? I said, hey, man, I'm telling you. I said, it's about to get hot out here. I said, I said, just, I said, I said, I said, just be prepared, man. They, they're going to have you do this a bunch. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. That's 630. Cut to 945. Chris is still running 40s. Full speed. Yeah, full speed. Full speed. If you watch it, this isn't, that's not a camera trick. That's was, him running was, full speed for 40 yards. Was it good? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like somebody knocked the wind out of his punching. Like when he was a little kid and somebody come up and punch you right in your stomach. I told myself, bro, I swear I remember that. Oh, and then he on the side when he was off camera, uh-huh. he's looking at me and laughing and going like, I'm I mean, like, you don't need a I'm smoke. Like, hey, hey, you want another smoke? <laughs> Chris is like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, how about a Marlboro light? <laughs> Get your light menthol. Now, now, besides the fact that it was a, it was great for us to meet in that fashion, Hilarious. that also was the day that Anthony Durrell came to set. Oh, really? It and, was. and that was that was that was. I never knew the AD day came down. AD yeah. came down. That's how I met him. Oh, originally. Really? Yep. yep. We went to so how we met him originally. Uh-huh. We were familiar with him and his brother, the pride, the fighting pride of Flint, Michigan. Yep. They do great things for their community. Sure do. They 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 really are good guys. Yeah. And um. So I, I was familiar with his work, and he beat cancer. Yeah, no, I, and, yeah. And I remember, no, I, I remember when he had to stop fighting to fight cancer, and I, I you know, I, thoughts and prayers, the whole song and dance. And I was like, man, this is messed up. Right. So we went to watch Gennady Golovkin at Madison Square Garden yeah, Danny fight Jacobs. Danny Jacobs, and it was a great fight, great night. And AD was sitting right by us. Yeah. And he ran up and was like, man, how you had a fight? <laughs> and just ran up on us. 
So we start chopping up with him, yeah. fast friends. I told him, I said, hey, man, I, I, you come out. He was like, man, I love ballers. I said, listen, you come out, you come to set. Right. And he came that morning. He came early. Him and his wife, they came early that morning. Yeah. Ever since then, we've been thick as thieves. Yeah. That's and he's up. fighting this weekend. Yes, he is. Uh, versus the young stud, David Benavidez. Yeah. Now, we went down to the Grand Arrivals this week. Uh, and- wait, 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 wait. Let's get back to the, to the some facts. Okay. Not conjecture. You said LeBron can't shoot. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, we gotta go. You on that LeBron? Okay, come on now. What? What? It depends on what's your definition. What's your definition? Shoot. LeBron's shooting fifty percent. The league is forty six. That that's not that that's subjective because see you're I only go by the those numbers are based off of those little layups those two footers those three footers so that that's fifty percent just a field goal percentage I'm talking from from three he shoots he shoots thirty four percent. Blah. What the- <laughs> <laughs> I just get a okay. blah. I'm gonna put it to you like this. If you ain't scared LeBron, of- I'm not scared of LeBron shooting. Are you in fear of LeBron shooting? If you're not in fear of someone shooting to me, you can't shoot. Well, he's won a lot of he put a lot of people's lights out with him shooting. And and, and, and I, I, I hear I even hear a broke pool. clock is right twice a day. Pool. And a question for our Ozone listeners here. What is you guys it? can call in 424-254-9663. Can LeBron James shoot? LeBron, I know LeBron listens to the show. I mean, we know how you feel about it, King James. Lambo has something else to say. What'd you say to LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> King James. Uh, you're, 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 you, you're not the greatest shooter. Uh, will you, Kill me on the court? Of course. Will you shoot my lights out? Of course. But by NBA standards. He's definitely not the worst. You're, you're, no, I didn't say it was the worst, but I'm not in fear of it. I will back off five feet and lag off on defense to that. try to protect him from going to the lane Where before you I stop step him. up. You can't. You cannot stop you him. Can't you can't. I would like to see him go to the lane more. You can't stop but him. You can't stop. But I swear, would you give LeBron 10 open layups or 10 open threes? I'm I mean, I'll give, you I'll can't give, stop him with I'll, the give, I'll give Steph Curry 10 open threes before 10 open layups. I don't, I'm, I'm not a believer in the new age basketball where you give people layups. Right. I'm not, I'm not a fan, but I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. But let's stay on focus. So let's talk about the fights this weekend. Mm. Even though, Trolling Terry had likes to go in reverse. I'm pissed. Uh, <laughs> Don't like people talking about Bron's game. That's it. <laughs> messed up his his man crush Monday. <laughs> his man crush Friday. I'm King sorry. James the supernova. So uh, the fight this tomorrow night. The fights are going to be just incredibly interesting because the title holder is Anthony Durrell. Right. Anthony holds the 168 pound belt that he won because. The young 21-year-old, 23, I'm not sure how David or how old David Benavides is. I think he's only 21. Maybe 22. Yeah. The young boy never lost in the ring. Right. Yeah, he's like 22 and 0, right? With 18, 18 knockouts. knockouts. Yeah. Get people out of there. Right. He I- has heavy, heavy hands. But he lost his title outside of the ring because he tested positive for cocaine. So let me ask you this. Is he uh, a lineal champion? Technically, he's a lineal champion. Right? Well, I'm scared of him then because like now I'm thinking about John Jones. So right. if he getting off off the off that stuff, off the, whoa! 
So, oh, no, so, he was doing that. He was sniffing that coke. You ain't tell me that. He was on that coke. <laughs> I ain't know he was on the. On the on, okay. Uh oh. White girl had a hold of him. He's 22. He's 22 years old. The white yeah. girl had a hold of him. He shook her loose. Oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. He, he, yeah, that, he's he scared. He shook her loose. I'm a little scared of him. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so. And so now this is going to be a clash of the titans because AD is, is, has stated he was looking for a couple more championship fights and he was on his way out. This may be the bag that he was looking for yeah. to ride off into the sunset. But what the dog has is heart. Major heart. Definitely. And he also has experience. He's been a pro. And he's mean. He's mean. And he's been a <laughs> professional since David Benavides was eight years old. Whew. And from what we spoke to him... On, uh, what was that, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. We spoke with him on Wednesday at the Grand Arrivals when everybody got to town for the fights. Mm-hmm. And he told us that sheer experience <clears throat> is going to win him this fight. Is I that so. he, he has yeah. he has experience and he's watched tape and he's seen things that he's not impressed with with David Benavidez. And he wants to put a lesson on this boy. And when he found out he was an 8-1 to one underdog, he was training in Vegas. Mm. And he went and put a substantial amount of money on himself. Oh, did he? And showed us the ticket. The ticket. He ticket walks right around there. with the ticket in his wallet because he's going to pull it out after the fight. When he wins. So everybody can be quiet. Ooh. That's what he told us. Yeah. We Come I on. Believe, I'm, I'm, I believe him. I'm, ooh, I, I need to go plus, try to put some bread plus on Plus 450. 450, meaning eight and a half to one. So every every $100 you bet, you win 450. Oh, I'm, I'm, I need to make that bet. I need Might to make plus, yeah, plus eight hundred. I think he made. Uh, oh, I, I think so I got time. Up. Can you do it online? You got time. You can do it on bet online. You got to set site. it up. You can set up your site. Yeah, and then you know, and so, but Benavidez is scary, man. People, I've I've watched him fight a lot. He's really good. He's really really good. But again, I don't know if he's has the experience to do what he wants to do against the battle dog. Tested. And what's going to happen when he gets not? And that's what we haven't seen. We're gonna All find right. out. He's a little. He's just young. Yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't. He's not good, and and he doesn't have the no, potential to be great. Spoke highly of I spoke him. highly of him even when he got caught on that coke. Right. I've been watching the kid for a while. Okay. And you're a fan. I'm a fan. Okay. I'm a fan. Yeah. But uh, but I gotta roll with dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with him too, man. And I was just at the weigh in. I told okay. You, I told on. All off the record. Yeah. What it feel like? I was just at the weigh in. The room was crazy. He came out. AD came out just like strictly business. He He's came not messing out, around. Yeah, he didn't come out. Wasn't no smoke and mirrors. Wasn't no flashiness. Mm. He just walked clean out there. And then when they gave the interview at the end, then they they asked him about that. They said, yeah, they have you coming in as the underdog. Heavy underdog. And, and he said, well, and she said, do you have anything that you want to prove to anybody? He was like, no. I don't have nothing to prove to him. He was like, I'm going to prove it to the world. I saw that. He said, <laughs> I'm going to prove it to the world. He said, I'm going to prove it to the world. And when I, He said, I'm a teacher. And I have, I have, and I got a lesson to teach this boy. He said it, <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, these are savages, and this is Sparta." This, now I this felt like Sparta. this is this is Sparta. David Benavides, hey, toda la gente de la raza, yeah, hey, man, all of very, that. Very clear that he's down with the squad. He's happy with the people that are down with him. He had a lot of support on uh, on Wednesday. A lot of people were there for him. Yeah, and now moving to the main event, Earl Spence. Yeah. Also known as the truth. Ooh. Undefeated. Ooh. Vicious. Yeah, he's, Vicious. he's nice. He can box. He can slug. He's got it all. Mm-hmm. Versus a friend of the Ozone. Yeah, that's the homie. Ooh. Sean Showtime Porter. Ooh. Yeah, Porter the homie. Came too. to the Porter's Ozone. The yeah, the Porter belt. the homie. He told us he was gonna he told us he was gonna go get the belt. Then he went and got the belt. And and he's always stayed down. He's a great guy. 
Uh, I'm really excited because I don't think Earl has ever fought someone with this much pressure, who's this well-conditioned, who will be in his chest. Yeah. But Earl is an extremely accurate puncher. Bone, you had something to say before. What do you think is a factor that it's going to come down to in the fight? I think it's going to come down to the game plan, actually, between the two trainers. What what game plan they're going to implement? Sean's here. father, no, Sean's Kenny father. Porter, uh-huh. who's also and, family of the Ozone. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, James, Derek James, who's also who is family of the Ozone. <laughs> I honestly, we're in a squeeze here. We're in a squeeze. I can't call it. It really comes down to I literally. It literally comes down to game plan. And I think Earl him? has the edge. Earl definitely has the edge. Earl has as the height. Earl has uh, uh, the length. And I would venture to say Earl has more power, but I think okay. Sean has been in more difficult fights. Yes, which goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thus, I'm betting the draw at plus twenty two hundred. You 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 drawing it? You think it's gonna be a draw? I can't call. If it, it. goes the distance, it I think. Distance. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't see Sean stopping Earl. No, right. And yet at the same time, and I don't Earl's talking that. about how he's going to be the first person to stop Sean Porter. Yeah, I've only seen Sean in trouble a minimal amount of times. Let alone right. he's never been stopped. And also, I do factor in the idea that Earl couldn't get Mikey Garcia out of there, and he. Punish Mikey Garcia. Mikey would have done yeah. better to get knocked out. No, but I, but, but, I, but I think that I can't use that as a gauge because Mikey can't use is, it. is an elite fighter. Uh, Mikey's the top five yeah. pound for pound, in yeah, my opinion. And, and how many times have you seen him get hurt and knocked I've, out? I have not <laughs> seen Mikey <laughs> exactly. in trouble. So just because, just because he moved That's up and point. fought Arrow doesn't mean that he, you know. <laughs> Two-way class. I yeah. feel like they yeah. both their endurance levels is crazy on both yeah. of them. Yeah. But I, I, like you said, I think Spence might have an edge. He has the edge. As far as that. But at the weigh-in... One thing that that what was clear at the weigh in uh, to me, what I took from that weigh in, I don't know if it matters, but to me, they said that they came in weighing the exact same on the nose. But brother, brother, that boy Porter, his one forty seven looked a little bit more husky. His one forty seven, I was like, wait, one he how he's the same weight. I was like, no, that boy came out there like this. Both of those guys usually probably want to walk around at one seventy five, one eighty. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, Yeah, Spence walks around at like one seventy five. Yeah, and he's a big guy. He's Mm -hmm. a big forty seven. I venture to say that Earl Spence is actually the best in the world at forty seven and fifty four. Right, and he spars against guys who are at almost two two fifty three hundred. You see it? Who's he sparring against? Three hundred pound guys? Well, he had a friend that you watched. <laughs> did you watch the PBC? He sparred against this guy that used to be three hundred pounds, and now he's down to. I think they said he got down to two fifty, and now he's down to around two fifteen or two twenty or something. Okay, that's not three hundred. <laughs> but no, but he, he started out at three hundred, and he's through the years he's come down. This is yeah, I, that's we have to keep know. an eye on Terry. He likes. Hey, <laughs> he likes to stretch I, things. I watch. I watch the show. Three hundred. I watched. We negotiated it down it. from three hundred to two fifteen. Right. Two fifteen is maybe, plenty. Maybe, plenty maybe, maybe it's two fifty. Yeah. I might. I might be off because maybe. the guy is big. You can watch it. It's yeah. on the PBC on, the PBC. on this show. Sure, Terry. <laughs> well, uh, you'll have to give us the channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously you guys aren't supporting because it's on PBC. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, the truth is out. Talking about. Let's talk about the truth. <laughs> Chris Lofton, you've had a wonderful career. You've acted for a very long time. I tell people all the time, I am not a fan of children being actors. I'm not a fan of child acting usually. Right, right, right. Because the adult version of children actors I know usually aren't their best version of themselves. Mm. Acting is a very involved process yeah, on yeah, the yeah. highest level, and it's very difficult to play somebody else when you don't know who you are yourself. And as a kid, you're still finding yourself. Wow, that's deep. Oh, damn. I, I found you 
This is an intervention. Okay. Chris, no, I've, I found you to be one of the most stable, if not the most stable, uh, child actor that I know. Yo, and that's dope. you're a very solid adult. Mm-hmm. And, man, you put clips up on your Instagram, on your Twitter, mm-hmm. all the time of various uh, work that you've done mm-hmm. from uh, the film with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I mean, you're all over the place. And you, you've garnered a lot of support. Tell us how the baller situation came about for you. Man, well, for me, Ballers originally, I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I was still living in Chicago, I auditioned for Ballers from the pilot, from the jump. You I, did tell me this. Okay, yeah. Because you were also friends with Family of the Ozone. My boy, LaRoyce. Royce the Voice. Yeah, Royce the uh, Voice. Yeah, that's uh, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, me, me and LaRoyce okay. lived together in Chicago. That, okay. that was my yeah. boy, boy. That's like yeah. that's my brother. You know what I'm saying? So. I remember when he was going through the whole Leroy situation. Hawkins. Leroy's Hawkins, he's an actor, Chicago PD. Chicago PD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, seven seasons. <laughs> exactly. Syndication looking real good for him. Right. Oh, man. Leroy's family looking strong out there. Yeah, real strong. <laughs> now, now, side note, Leroy's, and uh, I was I was in Leroy's first film. Oh, yeah? The Express. Oh, Royce yeah, got you on in were. That's how I know LaRoyce. Yeah. He got in Chicago. No, I know. And he was, it that was, was his first, first thing. And we had a blast because LaRoyce is hilarious. No, LaRoyce is He's one of the funniest, funniest people I've ever met, met yeah, in my life. For a fact. And he for also fact. Advantage Omar. Oh, he was on Advantage yeah. Omar. Yeah. That's how, that's how, that's how he knew. Definitely. Yeah, yeah man. So, sorry. small world with that. Yeah. yeah. So, me and LaRoyce are homies. And I auditioned for Ballers for the pilot for London's role for Fat Reggie. Okay. Right? And, uh... But I did a self-tape because I didn't live in L.A. Yeah. So they they hit me with the email back. And as actors, you know, we hear it all the time. We love him, but he's oh, just yeah. not right for this role. Yeah. But we're, we're going to keep an eye yeah, on Yeah, we'll keep him in mind for another. Yeah, yeah, for a role down the down the road. <laughs> and I was just discouraging. like, I'm like, whatever. Nah. Yeah, you got to let that roll yeah, off I just back. I just said, all right, cool, whatever. Fast forward two, three years later, I live in L.A. now. And now they, I get an audition for Ballers. Okay. For Kassan Teague. Yep. And I remember looking at the breakdown and it just said, uh, possible reoccurring, maybe up to three episodes. But I was like, to me, I was like, yo, that's lit. I was like, yeah. In my head, I'm like, and it was at the time, it was a, like one of the biggest shows on TV. It was yeah. a giant show. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, yes, three, three, four. I don't care how many Ballers. Yes. Yeah. Let oh, me man. get in there, please. Right. Went to the audition and I booked it off one audition. I ain't had no callback, no director session, no nothing. I, That's a big deal because I'm that, here to tell you that the, the the powers that be at Ballers have a hard time making up their mind. Right, and, right, and bro. That's great. Bro, I'm not the most, I'm not the most like spiritual person in the world. I'm very like spiritual, but not the most religious, if okay. you will. I say that. But brother, something came over me. I, I kid you not, Omar. I literally, as I'm walking out the audition, I called my mama. I called my mama and I was crying. Oh, wow. I said, I said, mama, I said, ma, I just auditioned for the show. This HBO ballers, ma, that show with the rock that I told you that audition, ma, whatever. I said, ma, I just auditioned for it. I'm going to get it. I said, you can feel it. I said, mama, wow. I said, I don't know. I said, ma, I got goosebumps and I'm crying. I said, I just know something just told me that life is about to be different now. And I said, Mom, I got it. And I never say stuff. You claimed like this. it. I said, and for, and for somebody I never, who's not religious, let's right. say from somebody who, who grew up in the church, right. you you use one of Jesus's uh, uh, commandments there to speak things that are not as though they are. Right. And exactly. Right. No, I grew up in the church, too. Yeah. Like, but as I got older, like, I stopped kind of going to church and just saw, seeked more into my inside and reading the word and just my I spiritual mean, being. They never go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I seeked more into that as to going to the place. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, I told my mom, it's just, I, I had had that feeling, bro. Like I, nothing has ever happened to me like that. Where I wow, just, you knew, bro. I literally, I didn't even. Who make was it in the audition room with you? Uh, Sheila Jaffe. It was and, Sheila. Uh, Sheila and uh, what's Vanessa? The yep. 
Oh, that's great. Literally, both of them in that office. And I came down those little stairs at her offices. I came down those stairs before I even walked out the gate. I called my mom. I was Felt just it. like, I just had goosebumps, bro. I was shaking and, 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 and just tears that's forcefully awesome. came out my eyes. I did, wow. Like, like, I was just like, bro, broke down. And I said, mom, like, like everything about to be different now. And I was like, I just, I felt it, mom. I said, I'm going to get that. That's for me. I wow. said, nobody that's else. Cool. I said, that, 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 that ain't cool. for nobody else. Like, that literally, ain't for my, nobody else. I said, Ma, that one for nobody else. I said, nobody went in there and did what I just did. Ma, I know it. I said, I, wow. I said they you should be down. Wow. I said, Ma, they should be calling me within the next couple hours. If they don't. Matter of fact, hold on, Ma. I, I got to go. Matter of <laughs> fact, let me call my agent. I should be calling them now and let them know how I'm feeling because they need to call them right now. They need to, they need to call them. And then, yeah, man, so I end up getting it and. And end up working on the show for three years. Yeah, bro. I don't know. Brought it home. The last three. <laughs> yeah, Brought man. him home. Man, yeah, that's that's still surreal to me. Like, oh, I don't think you understand. Like, you, your career, just you. Bro, I I look up to you. Like, it's this is still crazy to even be sitting here nah, on the podcast. Nah, and it's like, it. we're homies now. Like, this yeah. is, uh, it's like, what a difference a day makes, bro. Like, I sit there and just watch y'all stuff. I tell just, people this all the time. It's possible. And that's something you have to hold on to because we're in a rejection business. Mm-hmm. For me, it worked out well that I was a baseball player, and I imagine it did for you as yeah. well because baseball is a failure sport. Yep. And acting in Hollywood is a failure sport. Mm-hmm. You you get more no's than you do yeses, but all you need is one yes to change your life. That's it. And I love I loved that ratio. I love that the, the risk-to-reward ratio was mm-hmm. worth it to me. It made it very much so worth it because I felt like I always used to tell my mom, I was like, Mom, I'm going to keep going at this. I don't care how long it takes because it's a numbers game. And I said, at the end of the day, Mom, there is no other profession in the world where you can literally say that I'm one phone call away from not only my life but the lives Eric- around me changing yeah. forever. I said, what, what, where do you get that from? You can't do that with no other profession mm-hmm. that there is. Like one call, it's over. Your life would never right. be the same again. Folks, if, you, if you're just tuning in now, we're talking to Chris Lofton, a.k.a. Kisan Teague from the hit show Ballers on HBO that I happen to have a small role on as well. <laughs> and uh, Chris, you know, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Oh, man, they can find me on social media. It's my name on everything, Chris D. Lofton, but it's Chris with a K. None of that okay. C8 stuff. They okay. need to know it's Chris with a K, D. Lofton. That's it, okay. On all handles. That's awesome. And so <clears throat> now on Sunday's episode, spoiler alert, on last Sunday's episode of Ballers, mm-hmm. Kisan Teague left the series. Yeah, man. The streets caught up to the young man. Yeah, the streets they caught up. Caught up to him in a strip club. In a, come on. Best thing, last streets thing you saw was everybody. some titties. Yeah. With last the, thing the, you the, saw was some titties. That's, 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 <laughs> at least something positive comes out of it. But yeah. unfortunately, he had to go. Yeah. Talk to us about that because I've only had to do that. I have done it a couple times, I think, but I haven't done it a lot where your character gets shot and or dies in the scene. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that. Like for me, I remember I did it in Miracle Saint Anna, and <laughs> I had to go hug my mother after she would watch the piece. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here, right? Ooh, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. What was the process like for you going through that? And and the response has been tremendous. Yeah, I see people. I I have seen people on social media when I go spy on it say that that was the best episode of the series. Yeah, I've seen people say that too. That's crazy. Like it's ridiculous. Like I remember first reading it. Funny story. I didn't, they don't send us the episodes. They don't send us the scripts if we not in them. So, okay. So I didn't, I never saw any of that. So Carl, shout out to Carl. TTD. Yep, TTD on the show. Carl hits me up and he's looking out and he's like, yo, Chris, you seen this script? And I was like, no, what's up? He was like, man, you're going to love this boy. And I was like, what's up? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what was happening? He was like, man, you got a scene with Dwayne. Finally, you got a scene with the rock. And I was like, oh man, send me the Dope. script. Yeah. And then he sends me, he said, all right, I'm going to just send them all to you. 
And I, I'm looking, and I, I call him back. I say, uh, Carl, uh, <laughs> how much of this did you read, buddy? Uh, and he says, Get through I, it just, all. I just read my stuff. What's up? I said, I die. <laughs> and he said, he said, wait, what? I said, bro, page 36, line four, section B. <laughs> I said, I die. Read this. I said, matter of fact, no, I'm going to just send you a screenshot and you tell me what you take from this act. Because I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's coming back. It's like, I went to the chat. It's like we, we then zoom on Kassan as he takes his last breath. <laughs> I think that's pretty final. And then that's it. The end. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, what? I'm like, no, 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 I'm dying. So then it kind of, I didn't know it was going to be our last season at this point. Yeah. So in my head, I'm just like, wait a minute, no, 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 no. Who I, I call? Carl's been hanging out with Dwayne. They both got some good news, some cool, inspiring <laughs> some news. Some cool good news. Cool good oh, news. we don't want to go. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Did you talk to Donovan? <laughs> That's our running gag. Cool good news. Donovan called me. I was on set of the Unicorn inside. With, with Rob Corddry. Oh, yeah. And when when Dwayne dropped the post saying that it was the show was over, and he has some cool. I think Dwayne, I, you, you know Dwayne, he's a solid, very solid dude. I think he was just kind of caught up in the emotion of it all, yeah, and was and decided to tell us all that it was some cool good news. And it was be the last season, you <laughs> like that? Donovan's called me and said, "Who was that good cool news for?" <laughs> Cool dudes. He said, me and Donovan, that's literally our running gag now. So got some cool news. Got some cool news. I you know it's all leg. bad. Huh? Hilarious, bro. Oh, so, man. yeah, man, I was I was like, okay, I didn't think it was going to be the last season yet. So I was just like, wow, like, oh, I, all right, let's see. Yeah. I just was like, then I said I had to come to grips with it. I hadn't died on camera since a child actor. Uh-huh. I, I died as a child. like So I guess that's yeah, like yeah, you yeah, say, yeah, you don't yeah, believe yeah. in child acting. I died when I was like 12 years old in an independent film I did. I, right. I shot myself in the head playing with a gun or something wow. like that. Gruesome at a kitchen table. Like I was Ooh. playing with a gun and I'd shoot myself in the head and die. I was like 12. What's the name of that movie? It, it's called uh, Hell's Most Wanted. Make sure wow. I don't see that one. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Hell's Most Wanted. I wanted that one on my cue. Yeah, I was like 12, bro. <laughs> like ridiculous. But so I was like, okay, for me, I, I'm good at compartmentalizing. So I was like, all right, I can separate that. It was just more so for like my mom. Cause she's, of course. Yeah, the mom's. Well, dramatic. Not, bro, I had to force my mom to watch that episode. I'm like, mom, it's not even that bad. At the end of the day, it's a comedy. They didn't even, it's not gruesome. I'm like, and I'm sitting here. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm on the phone with you. I said, it's fake, mom. I said, mom, grow up. I said, how old are we? Mom. Get yourself together. <laughs> they don't want to hear. They don't want to hear. They don't want to see, see that. They don't want to visualize. Yeah, no, they don't want no to visualize. They, they, yeah, I can imagine though, as a parent, and I know uh, Mike B said that's why he stopped doing roles like that because he he didn't want his mom to have yeah. to continue sitting through watching him die all yeah. these yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kudos yeah, to my, Mike. Mike yeah. B's mom is great. I met her. Yeah, I love Image Awards. She's great. Yeah, I love his mom. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. You know. I think you've done a great job on the show. Man, I really you. do. I think, you, I think that you're. I think that the work has been very solid. It's been super authentic. Yeah. They. I like what they did as far as pitting you against Ricky Jarrett as a. Mm-hmm. You know, as like a a, a running theme. Mm-hmm. And I, I. I really. I. You know. I think that the 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 sky is the limit. You know. There's so much more to do, especially now with making independent projects. You know, you can have better quality shooting on your phone now than right. we used to have on independent right. films that came out in theaters. Yeah. You know? Legit. So, you know, you have a, you, you shot a pilot. What, what tells the people about the pilot that you shot? 
Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, for Freeform, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a Freeform pilot uh, called Unrelated, new Kenya Barris show. And, and right now we You're just, rolling with the winners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Kenya's so on fire. Kenya's Who else is definitely involved on fire. The project? Uh, Jordan Sparks is involved and a couple other people, man. We got some stuff cooking on like Disney, ABC. So now he's just kind of playing that hiatus waiting game that they oh, yeah, play yeah. in Hollywood. I mean, where, this is, this, it is what it is. Yeah, they don't know if they're going to press stop on the show or they're going to press go. So just sit here and wait until we tell you. So, uh, But if you learn nothing else from your experience like with this, What's for you is for you. Indeed. So you, yeah. No need to fret about it. It's always nice it. to be wanted. Yeah. Right. It yeah. No, it is. it is what it is, man. Like, like you said, it's I know. It's good news if it some, doesn't go. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, you know, I'm expecting some cool good news any day now. Any day now, oh, some cool good news. And I'll be sure to call you when I get it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hilarious. Now, growing up, you were an athlete. Yeah. You play. I played baseball and football, man. Those are my two sports. I kind of I played basketball as a kid, kid. Like I wish know. I would have never picked up a basketball. Basketball man. messed up my knees, my Did it? ankles, my yeah, shoulders. See, I played Basketball's that rough all through middle school. Was like really basketball, but see, I went to like uh, predominantly white, like from second grade up until eighth. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe a handful of black people, me and like six other kids. Okay, I, I went to like predominantly white, so we dominated the basketball team. It was us, you know what I'm saying? It was us. Like you know, y'all are on the bench, okay, Timmy? <laughs> when it, it is Chris, it is Ernest, it is John. We are they. They start y'all the Fab Five. Right, we the Fab Five, and you know what I'm saying? So when I decided to make the decision. When it came time for high school, I was like, I told my mom, I got recruited to play basketball at St. Joe's where they made the infamous Hoop Dreams movie about it. Oh, yeah. Coach Ping. Coach Ping recruited me. Oh, wow. Because that's where I'm from. I'm from Westchester, Illinois, Bellwood, Illinois, where St. Joseph High School is. Okay. That's where I grew up in Chicago. So Coach Ping recruited me to go there to play basketball, but I didn't want to go to St. Joe's because it was a private school, and I was so mannish. I'm like, Ma, I want to go where the girls at. I want to go to public school. Right. I don't want to wear a tie and a suit to school every day. I just want to go where my friends are going. Understand them. they're going to the public school, Ma. Sounds like there. a kid. Right. So, and I'm like, and you don't have to pay no right. money because it's just public school. And she was like, all right, if you want to go to the public school. So then I went there and it flips the switch from predominantly white to now it might be only five white people at this high school. Oh, wow. shows. I tell people all and the now time. now you're off the team. Right. And now, and now, and now I'm like, I'm not going to go out there with all of them trying to go through the gauntlet. I'm trying to be on the basketball team. (laughs) You can't shoot. I'm like, you know what? None of them want to play baseball and I'm, and I'm great at that. I'm, I'm going to go play baseball at the black school. Nobody wants to do that. Well, you know what I'm saying? All the time. No, I shot the Express in Chicago. I was mm-hmm. there. I probably was there, I don't know, four months, three, four months, something like that. I tell people all the time, Chicago, to me, is the most segregated city in the United States. Yeah. I is. have never been someplace more clearly segregated. And they make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> they make they, <laughs> they, Bone had a couple experiences yeah, when we were out yeah, shooting for Advantage Omar just last year. Yeah, they just literally ran from me. <laughs> they <laughs> run from me. Where were you at? Like River North or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where you were at. Never knows. Right by, right by uh, Mason and all those uh, the places. The, uh, I don't know the area that well. Yeah, yeah. I know I was downtown, and I know that yeah. a guy that I literally ran across the street from. Yeah, I was just trying to get something to eat, dude. <laughs> then he ran into the restaurant that I was going into, and he ran out the back door. Crazy, right? Yeah, this is how Terry ends up on Sean King's handle. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a crazy story. Well, we're glad to have you in the Hollywood industry. Folks, you guys know where to find him. Chris Lofton's our guest today. Going to keep on keeping on. We got his caller to call in and talk and pick his college picks. Mm-hmm. Hello. 
Do it for the are temper. You trapped? Are you trapped in the closet? <laughs> do they have you? Do they have you? Do they have you? Is this uh, a... Here we go. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> what are you so scared of? Do it for the temper. Are you, you scared of your pics? Uh, are your pics that bad? Uh, are your pics that bad? Are you nervous? Oh, oh, my God, man. Here we go. You better tighten up. It's two weeks in a row you coming in timid. Coming in small. I'm like, what number is this? I was like, oh, it's, it's these clowns. <laughs> ICP. <laughs> yeah, this is the Insane Clown Posse, y'all, boy. Yeah. Led by you, Takashi Six Tip. Nasty. Your boy, y'all do your voice for <laughs> You know we love you. You know we love you. How you feeling in the desert today? Oh, uh, it's icy cold out here. Is it? Sinuses is up. Raining, but you know I love it. Me too. Right? I, we were just saying the same thing. It's probably low seventies out here. I couldn't be happier about it. Yeah, I like to cool down. It's perfect. I'll take it. So we got a special guest today. <laughs> Our guest is uh, HBO Ballers star Kisan Teague, whose real name is Chris Lofton. What's and going on? if you've been if you've been watching, did you watch Sunday's episode? Absolutely. I'm you, down with it. You saw the tragedy that befell young Kassan Teague. The streets <laughs> caught up with him. <laughs> yeah. The streets was like, we got you. We got you, young player. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about you. He's yeah. he talking wild. Talking wild in the party. He's talking crazy. <laughs> but people don't wow. understand how much of that is improv, too, because I... Yeah. Uh, the majority of our staff is of the, the Caucasian variety. <laughs> and there's a, there was a lot of... They uh, never understood what was going on. <laughs> I, I, okay, I feel they thing. didn't even know. Hey, Chris, that's wild. Where'd you come up with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, do yeah. that thing again. <laughs> no, it was crazy. They should kill your bitch ass right now. <laughs> yeah. <Wow. That's> Powerful <laughs> stuff. Powerful <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, so so uh, so Chris is here on the line with you, and we're all here anxious to hear about your picks. Last week you came through. How'd you do percentage wise last week? Last week I did all right. I I went big. I took uh, Wisconsin over Michigan. Mm. Um, that Which was worked out. Worked out. I got a couple phone calls early in the morning at halftime. <laughs> I was impressed. I, man, I think I think by the time I tuned in, it was already twenty eight to three or something like that. I was right. like, man, he wasn't kidding. Yeah. I should have paid my put, put my bet down. They got blown. They got crazy zooted Me too. Yeah, so I, I won with that one, and then uh, shout out to Cal. We went with Go See Cal. Go See Cal over Old <laughs> We did Go Cal start spot. <laughs> yeah, they got that dub. They got that one. Um, Clemson pulled off over Charlotte, of course. Oh, Texas yeah. won over Oklahoma State. And then the other big game was Georgia beating Notre Dame. And um, I think the biggest upset was, and I didn't pick it, and I was real close. I mentioned it saying that Pittsburgh was tough to play no, you against. Did. You did. And UCF ended up losing to Pittsburgh on that one. Mm. And I was real close with saying that, and I just – you know, when you, you overthink something, I didn't pull it. I yeah. didn't pull it. But, you know, and I messed up on the Washington, was it Washington and, um, and UCLA when they had oh, that was a, that was a surprise. basketball numbers. Yeah, UCLA that was a, was a surprise. surprise. Yeah. They pulled one out of the hat. They definitely did. Yeah. Shout out to they the They're going to keep Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly going to be there for one more game. 
That might have bought him a whole season, to be honest. We'll see, because that kind of thing, people like to think, oh, he must have figured it out. Yeah. And he right. hasn't figured it out. Nah, it look yeah. like you believe. No, nah, I don't. Well, I'm an SC fan, so I don't really care ah. about what UCLA got going on. Yeah. They don't have much going on. <laughs> right. But, I mean, SC don't either. We, yeah, we just that's lost. Just, y'all got we some just, scandal popping. Yeah. All y'all, on, y'all on ABC on Thursday nights. Y'all got scandal. <laughs> but, but SC is going to be all right, though, because SC actually got a win last week on Friday night football against Utah. Yeah, but the so week they, before you know, that, we we uh, we lost and got knocked out of the uh, top 25. Yeah, it's BYU. Yeah. He called that upset. Yeah, like so this is this is why we got to do it for the tipper on the line because he's our our NCAA college uh, uh, expert. He honestly picks it like from seventy to eighty percent. The yeah. only time he gets them wrong is when he does when he overthinks and um, he BSs around. So mm-hmm. this week, what do you like? So this week, real quick, got number one Clemson over North Carolina. Ole Miss is going to play against uh, the Bamas. So, of course, got to go with the road tide on that one. Mm-hmm. Number 18, Virginia is playing at number 10, Notre Dame. This is tricky because Notre Dame is, they really don't play anyone, but this season they're going back-to-back against top 25 teams. I'm going to go with the Fighting Irish over Virginia this week. Okay. Then we got mm-hmm. number 21, USC at Washington. Washington, the Pacific Northwest. Difficult place to play. P-N-D, especially if you get some weather. <clears throat> They're going to get some this one is, is SE is rolling. SE is rolling. They playing probably their best football shit since Reggie Bush was there. Honestly, um, wow. I like Washington though. Um, I, mm. SE they're still not proven to me. They can win some games, but they're just not consistent. Just not proven to me right now. So I'm going to go with Washington. Uh, Mississippi State is at number seven. Auburn. Auburn is a sleeper. For for some reason, in the SEC, we always looking at Clemson, Georgia, um, Bama. Bama. Auburn is always that team that's just under the radar. They just always within the, the top ten. I got to go with the Auburn uh, Eagles on this one. The Eagles? Tigers, sorry. I'm sorry. sorry Tigers, right? Uh, they're the War Eagles. Yeah, that's they, they, they the Tigers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, the Tigers, yeah. Yeah. So Mississippi State is tough, but got to go with Auburn on this one. And lastly, I got Washington State at number 19, Utah. This is going to be my upset call. I'm going with Washington State over Utah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the card. Okay. And I like the confidence with which you're picking right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, now, yeah. along those lines, what do you think about the fight action that's happening this weekend? We got some crazy odds Ooh, on fights that I think wee. are going to be much closer than the odds makers are given. I need to hear your eyes because you're the one that be calling it outside the Uber when you're pulling up into the Staples Center. What you rolling with? (laughs) You know what? I actually, I can't call the Spence versus Porter. I think Earl Spence has all of the the tools, and I also think he has all the advantages. But something about Sean and Sean's conditioning and Sean's ability and and Sean being the homie makes me not want to bet against him. I like I think I think the smartest bet that you can bet this weekend for both fights because they're both plus 2200 is the draw for both fights. And that's that's at a that's at a that's 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 your side bet. I say that's the leverage bet. Right. Because if you put $100 down, that means you get $2,200 back. You put $100 down, if the draw hits, you walk back with 2300 
You can't be mad at that. And if you don't, if you lose, they're good for that. They're good for that. If you lose, you just you just lost your C note. But that's a that's a you know that's a that's a high risk bet. Right. My problem with the AD getting the draw is because you know he's saying that he might go out. So yeah, and and, you know they're not going to give him a draw. Give him a draw unless he wins the fight. Yeah, unless (laughs) unless he wins the fight but doesn't knock him out. Right. So then I'm betting. I'm betting dog. I'm betting. I'm betting Darrell because he's eight to one. I can't let that go by. Um, I also got a couple dollars to spare, so I can take that risk. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go with dog. Um, so I like a light bet on dog. It's really hard. Me personally, if you're betting and you're looking at minus twelve hundred, David Benavides is minus twelve hundred. Mm. Earl Spence is minus seven or eight hundred. <clears throat> to me, that's not worth it. That means you gotta right. play. You gotta you gotta bet seven hundred dollars to win a hundred bucks. You got to yeah, put yourself in for a couple of That's dollars. not worth it f- for not a guaranteed dub. <laughs> right. right. The thing, you you play right. stuff like that when it's Clemson versus San Jose State. Right. Right. When, yeah, when it's know. like, it's like okay, this is going to be sure out of hand. When it's the New England Patriots versus the Dolphins. Right. right. That's when you make those kind of bets. But when you're talking about boxing matches where literally anything can happen, it's hard to make those heavy, heavy odds. Like, that's that that's dangerous to me. Yeah, no. So... That's- I don't know. I, I think like I think Spence has all the I think Spence has all the tools and all the advantages. Um, you know, it's a trip about Spence is that he could be a generational fighter, but every time he fights, it's, it always seems to be a question mark. Mm. Yeah, what is that? Right. Except for I have this is the first time I've ever had a question mark. I've never I've I've ride with Earl. Well, top no, to no, bottom. I'm talking about overall. I, every, you know, it seems like the general consensus of the audience is always that there's a little question mark around him being the best. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and, they, he, and, and they, they plan, they plan a lot of enough, that. Though. You said what? I don't think they've seen enough. I don't think they've seen enough of his fights. I agree because he's not he's not a pure knockout specialist artist or whatever. He's a complete boxer. He sure he is. Has, they don't is. they don't like that no more. No, yeah. you're right. And he doesn't talk crazy. He's not loud. He's and not he's over a good the top. Guy, yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. The, the the worst thing he'll say is, is I'm the body snatcher. Yeah. <laughs> or hey, I'm gonna stop you. <laughs> right. It's, it's like scrap the season. it's like yeah, scrap season. It's like the British police without guns. Right. right. They're, they're a little less threatening. <laughs> you know. So it's, Man, so I rewatched that fight about a week ago with him and Kell Brooks. That was a great and, fight. It was. Oh my goodness! Kell Brooks rocked his jaw, man. Kell Brooks hit him hard. Kell Brooks, yeah. absolutely. So going into that sixth round, it was probably four to two. Kell Brook was winning. I agree. I agree. On my card. I agree. Yeah. I had the same way. Yeah. And for then, him and to come back and just put them paws on him, he put tips on him late. Fight. <laughs> late. He come on. He showed so late. much heart. He showed so, so much heart. Because he crossed the pond. He got hit hard, and he was not going to get that decision right if he if it went to the cards, and he stopped him. Yeah. And that was two years right. ago. Now so the he's only he's even more seasoned. He's got more strength. The only thing about that is, Kelbrook came back way too soon after taking massive punishment from Gennady from Gennady Golovkin about three months before that with an, was, a, a cracked was, orbital was bone. Wow. Maybe maybe four. Either way it goes, it wasn't enough time. He needed he needed like a year out of the ring. Yeah, we spoke for, that, for that beating that he took yeah. from Gennady. And and but he didn't. My question he, is. Can Porter put that much pressure on a more experienced Earl Spence now? I think Porter always see now now to me to me, Porter can put the pressure on anybody because he's always the better conditioned athlete. 
Now, the difference was when you watch him fight against Ugas, what I saw when he fought against Ugas was that Ugas gave him a problem from the outside, and Ugas hit him diving in, and he kept him off balance. It looked like a lot of times. And the only problem I saw with that is, in relation to this fight, is Sean seemed like he wanted to put on a boxing clinic well, against they said Ugas yeah. for some reason, yeah. which was not the right approach for the longer... They need to go with the Boston Mall the approach. Yeah, you got to maul him. You got to give him to Joe Frazier. Stay in his chest. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the pressure on him. I say this about about Porter. Porter, he comes forward a lot. He, he's super aggressive. Shout out to the homies and the folks. He's hella aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Well, aggressive folks. Yes. So with with the fight with Kel, with with Kel Brooks and, and Earl Spence, I seen Earl Spence come forward majority of that fight. With jabs, he he he's relentless with this, his jabs. He's a this great why, fighter. He's yeah, great this boxer. is why he's one of the greatest fighters right now. He commits he to works, the jab. He works off of his jab like yeah. you're supposed to as a fighter. And he's a lefty. Yeah. And he's a southpaw. And he's oh my fight. goodness! And I, he's I got, got dumped. Spence on. I got this, I got <laughs> we talked about that. We talked. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Oh my. All right. God. I'll see you later, dude. <laughs> Go bet your minus twelve hundred. <laughs> good luck with that. Oh man. <laughs> All right, do it for the yeah. tipper. Well, we appreciate having you. Uh, you got anything that you want to ask Chris while he's here on the line? Man, you gonna be at the fight tomorrow, Chris? You you know, man, I'm 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 trying, you know, to finesse, finagle, and uh, do whatever I got to do. I'm looking for some tickets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I live too close to Staples. I ride my little lime scooter over there. I don't even need to Uber or park or nothing. I just ride a you little. You don't even scooter. need to give you parking passes. I don't need the parking just passes. The tickets. Not, just the tickets. Uh, I'll meet you at Will Call and uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you don't go, let me park at your crib tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got you just for being real. I got you just for being real. I got you. Tell, tell Otis. Uh, tell that's Otis. That's great. Well, that's Courtney. great. Move for the tipper. Always a pleasure. Glad to see that we got you uh, uh, less under witness protection program and uh, more out of your shell. We'll talk to you sooner than later. We'll see you at the fight tomorrow. I uh, love y'all. I'm out. Late. Peace. Peace. Moving on to the mighty game of baseball. The postseason picture is clearer now, folks. Everyone has clinched uh, except for the AL wild card. That's the only race that's still to be determined. The Houston Astros have yet again won the American League West. Of course. The Minnesota Twins actually made a giant leap forward in the team this year and won the Central. Uh, everybody really thought they would. They, they started hot. And most people thought they were going to end up collapsing and that the Indians would come up and end up winning the Central. Indians fought a lot of injuries this year. And, uh, and you know, injuries, Cookie Carrasco ended up getting leukemia. Crazy things happen. The New York Yankees are possibly the great, the best team in baseball. And they won the East in a surprising, very surprising di- division where the second place team, the second best team in the division was not normally, it's either usually normally the Yankees or the Red Sox. Yep. This go around was the Tampa Bay Rays. The Red Sox completely fell apart. And if you've been listening to the Ozone all year, then you'll know my synopsis on it has been they never pulled themselves together after the World Series uh inaugural uh, the world series victory visit that was scheduled to the white house all of the players of color declined the invite and all of the non-players of color all the players of non-color rather let's call them the white players decided that they wanted to go visit cheeto in the white house 
I personally think that that caused disruption, whether or not it was spoken, and they never played like a unit again. Yeah. And I'm talking about last year's Red Sox team was one of the better teams I've ever seen. It was a great team. They almost had the same squad. I think the yeah. biggest problem was Dave Dombrowski. You know, he actually he refused to get any closing in any relief pitching. He refused to get any pitching, period. I mean, yeah. you have to you have to bring in pitching. You have to keep on developing. You have to evolve. If you don't evolve and you keep trying to stay with what works for you back in the day and the other teams are getting better, you're going to have a problem. The Astros problem. got better. The and Yankees got better. The yeah. Yankees got better. They yeah. went out and got Paxton. Yeah. They, went out, they got guys. Right. Uh, and uh, and the Red Sox are going to be home in two more days. Yeah. Now and let me not ask for you. a game. They're just going to be at the house. <laughs> this is going to be at the crib. <laughs> just at the crib watching Spencer Porter. Who do you have between uh, Minnesota and the Yankees if they end up colliding? Mm. This series, I think, is going to be better than expected. I honestly feel like the Minnesota Twins can beat the Yankees because the Yankees don't have pitching. And when you come talk about power, the Minnesota Twins have more than everybody. They got the most power. Yeah, they have the most power. And they're going to play so that's what it's in Yankee Stadium. To, right? But yeah, okay. neither one of them have pitching. And neither the one. Lately, the Yankees have had pitching. James Paxson has I mean, been that's dealing not, lately. That's not, you're talking about the one The bullpen pitcher. has been dealing lately. The only person that got, that's been getting dug is CeCe. And CC, shout out to, to Big Blood on the Tanaka's been struggling. Tanaka's been Happ- struggling. Yeah, so I, I don't even consider Jay Happen serious. I think that yeah. game is a wash. But I mean, you're right. The Twins. This could be the Twins' yeah. situation to finally get over the hump of the first round, right? And um, be a sacrificial lamb to the Astros. And, and that's uh, they ain't gonna repeat. That they, they won't. The Red Sox got it last year, but the Astros are real, man. They, they got it. I mean, <laughs> Astros are real. But the, I, I, but I the, like but, but, the, but the, you guys are made for each other. Yeah. But the potential, it won't work. But the potential, <laughs> but the potential for the wild card is real too, because the A's yeah, have been playing solid baseball all year. Uh, you have so much parity in the game of baseball. It's the it's exact awesome. opposite of football because you never know who's going to win baseball you games. You don't. No, you don't. And you don't. And it, and and because, also we've got a bunch of near hundred win teams. Yeah, but we're talking about Gary Cole. Remember, Gary Cole folded under the pressure last time. Right. And so we what's going to happen? Yeah, we need to see Gary Cole evolve. If he doesn't evolve, there's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. But now we're talking. I tell you what else could be potentially a problem is the A's are in. Unfortunately for everybody else. <laughs> That's a problem for everybody in the league. Because the A's play scrappy baseball and they get it done and they're going to host that wild card game. Mm. And Tampa Bay is even. I mean, I don't I don't think it's locked that they host a wild card game because Tampa Bay could end up hosting it. And you got to go against Charles Morton the third, Which is a problem. Which is a problem. Because he's a World Series he's champion. World Series and champion. he's got a crazy curveball. Yes. And cheese. That deuce and a quarter. Man, he's been man, bringing he to him. a quarter on your man. Deuce and a quarter. <laughs> I still to this day can't hit it. There's <laughs> not, don't worry. Can't nobody hit no curveball. It gets, <laughs> gets everybody out the game. Get everybody out of there. The public enemy number one is what Vince Scully uh-huh. used to call it. Man. So, and then on the outside chance, Cleveland may possibly still get in there. Maybe. We don't know if that's going to happen. I don't want them to make it. I don't even want them to waste everybody's time. There it is. Yeah. Cleveland's not real. You think they're still, they're still yeah, in the curse? like the White Sox. Let's, oh. That's all good. That's oh, all good. And he loves the White Sox. Don't let him Do you know, all, he, like, all he talks I, about is Dylan Cease and, and Eloy Jimenez and, oh. and Tim Tim Anderson is that guy. Tim Anderson is real. You got Dario. He's a real person. Yeah, I read this a great article on Bleacher yeah, Report sure if is. you want to listen to about uh if you want to read it about Tim Anderson speaking about being one of the super minuscule amount of black players in the league. That's what I'm saying. And being a uh and trying to get them to play. And trying to get other young African Americans to play and also Trying to get more tradition out of the game and more emotion into the game. Bat flips. Yeah, you man. know, the, the whole just living it up. Uh, in the National League, the Braves have clinched. I love the Braves. Somehow or another, the Milwaukee Brewers continue to win without Christian Yelich. Great counsel. This is so impressive. And if they made it to the playoffs like they did, I would have to say that Christian Yelich is the um, MVP. 
they were on his back all the way up until yeah, two weeks ago. If you take him out of that lineup, they are probably barely five hundred. And they also had a very weak go around to end the season, and mm-hmm. that helped them playing the Reds, and they pounded the Reds. And Ryan Braun showed up again as the clutch player that he is. Uh, they're playing the Cardinals, who at the beginning of the season were actually my pick to come out of the National League. Yeah. Mm. I love the Cardinals team. I love how they have organized this team. Jack Flaherty is probably the best pitcher in the National League right now. Yeah, and Adam Wainwright knows how to win and is thus, uh, even though he's a veteran and his stuff isn't what it was. Pitching the contact. He, he's, knowing, he, he's showing you a lot. Um, but it's going to be St. Louis versus Milwaukee in that first round, which is going to be very, very impressive. St. Louis. No, I'm going to say St. Louis. No yeah. question. Without Christian Yelich, definitely. That's a, that's a thing. If you have to see Chris, um, Jack Flaherty twice, you've you got a problem. you got two losses coming. Um, and then you got the Dodgers, uh, who I'm wearing today, yeah. have once again, I want to say for the eighth year, seventh or eighth year, won the National League West. They're looking to make their third straight World Series appearance. I think they're looking suspect. Um, the team has cooled down. I want them to win. I don't know. Possibly the most interesting thing going though is uh, is the wild card. There's going to be a one game playoff. You between, want the Dodgers to win, huh? Between between. Oh yeah, I'm not mad at the Dodgers. I want Clayton Kershaw to be in the books as a winner of yeah. all time. Yeah, that's right. cool. And they, and that they, is and, awesome. And, and, and but they're they gonna, don't play the game the right way. The they game, don't play the game. I don't right want them way. to win if they don't play it the right way. If you don't play it the right way, I don't want you to get no dub. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you don't. You don't even, And you don't even have to worry about that because that's how the game works. Yeah, that's how the game because works. Because the game doesn't let you win if you don't play it the right way. You don't play the right way. Get out. Ask Asante. Oh, oh, Why you gotta bring that up? So the wild card game is gonna be between the Washington Nationals and the Milwaukee Brewers. And I actually think that the Washington Nationals have a better chance against the St. Louis Cardinals than the Brewers do. They do. First and foremost, because up pitching wise. you don't want to see Steven, Steven Strasburg dealt again yesterday. Yeah. You don't want to see Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, and Patrick Corbin back to back to back. You just don't. Gas. They all throw gas. <laughs> they got yeah. gas for you. They got slide pieces. And they you know, got the part about is Max Scherzer is the one to suspect. Out of that group. Out of that group. And I'll still take him. And you Especially. Still when he doesn't have to be in this in this potential situation, it's his best chance for it not to be all on his shoulders. Right, but they're not going to win either because they don't have a bullpen. Yeah, <laughs> but and, they're not going to win. But either. surprisingly, their bullpen <laughs> has been pitching well this past uh, two weeks of the season. But they. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah. They have a lot of sticks, and Anthony Rendon low key might sneak up and grab the MVP. He should from from Christian Yelich and well, yeah, Cody Bellinger over Cody Bellinger Cody definitely. Bellinger. Oh. Yeah, you got you got Bellinger too. Belly's numbers are crazy, but, but if they're you take Bellinger, right now. yeah, but if you take Bellinger out of that lineup, they still they still can win. You have Max Muncy, you have Corey Seager, you have got a bunch of guys that can st- literally swing it. I like Cody Bellinger as a you know a ball player, but he his game is not complete. I mean, home runs are just not enough for me. I mean, the kid's betting three hundred though. Mm-mm. He's back up to three hundred. If he's not, he's right at it. Yeah, close to it. So I can't front on Cody Bellinger. He he uh, he did his he he improved, but what it's all about. When you're on a team that wins and a team with expectations to win is what you do in October. This is this is what matters. You could hit a hundred home run in the regular season and mm-hmm. it just gets you in the record books. What do you do at that point? Would you rather be Barry Bonds or would you would you not would you rather be? Would you rather have <laughs> I'll be Barry Bonds? <laughs> <laughs> say, cool. Barry Bonds. I'll be <laughs> cool dude. That's gotta, you, Who are you gonna be? You win. <laughs> but this is my point. Would you rather have on your team Barry Bonds or Ricky Henderson? Oh, Barry come Bond. on, man. Don't bring your Barry Bonds. What? Or Here you Ricky go. Henderson. Hold on a second. Ricky Henderson's the man. <laughs> Take another one. 
Well, Ricky Anderson is a is a is a is a is a is a. You talking about on my? I'm talking I'm about talking about anywhere. Athlete. I don't want it yeah. just for like one game. If it was one, if it's game, one game, I gotta go with Ricky Rick. Anderson. Rick. Ricky, Ricky Anderson can win you a game himself. And I'm talking about all time. We're talking. Well, yeah, yeah. Rick can win you a game one to nothing. Rick does, Nobody's yeah, better in a tight yeah. game than Ricky Anderson. Nobody. Nobody. I mean, against Green, nobody. Yeah, he got it. He got it all. He just come on now. You can't do. You can't. Chris, him a, still but the reason, but the reason yeah. that I'm bringing it up is what I'm saying is Ricky Henderson can perform in the postseason. Right, guy. I'm talking about guys that that have a history of performing in the postseason versus not. And Would you rather be in the post, Derek Jeter or Alex Rodriguez? Right. Give me Derek Jeter, Jeter all day okay. and twice on Sundays. Alex Rodriguez's numbers are silly. Even if you take the steroids out of the equation, how can you take them out? You can't. But okay. even if you did take the steroids <laughs> out, he can't perform in the clutch. He just doesn't have it. You know, it and, the same and thing with Barry Bonds. This is that's why I brought him up. And and we're looking at potentially the same thing with the guys now. Low key, Mike Mustakas may be the most clutch guy in the playoffs coming in <laughs> right now. Him and Madison, oh yeah, Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner ain't gonna make it. That's what I'm saying. Yo so boy you, Altuve so, did it for y'all, and that sure did. No, big time ball player. George Springer's enormous when it comes to that. you know he struck. But the funny part was, if you remember, he, he struggled in the first two rounds of the playoffs. No, he struggled. Well, he struggled in the first he, game of the he, playoffs, and he exploded. And in, he was like, the oh, okay, I figured it out. Yeah. And exploded. You couldn't get him out in that World Series. I mean, he went apple. You couldn't get him out. I remember talking to to, to Giancarlo Stanton about him like during the World Series. It's crazy. So this is what this is what it's time to see. Had a big send off yesterday, and I hated the way that it went down, but it was beautiful to see. King Felix Hernandez, shout out uh, to King Felix. He, he your man. Yeah, that is my man. Okay, Felix Hernandez. One time we were shooting something up in uh, in uh, Seattle, Seattle, and they threw me up on the jumbotron. Oh yeah, and I was sitting by the dugout, and he looked up at the jumbotron, and I, they cut to him looking at me at the jumbotron, and then he looked over at me because I was sitting right there, right, and he was like, "Hey," <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> why? Not? And he threw me a ball. Uh- <laughs> right? That's and I swung and missed. <laughs> yeah, and so and so uh it's King Felix, man, fifteen years, honestly, probably about eleven years of that is dominance. Yeah. Eleven or maybe even twelve. He was the best pitcher in baseball he for was the best pitcher in baseball for a long time and he was mean. And I like my pitchers mean, Jack. He was yeah. he was a mean pitcher out he there. Was. Stayed in the dirt. He stayed in the dirt. I'm not throwing <laughs> strikes unless you, you make me. And then at at a certain point of his career, he could throw strikes in the zone and just nobody could put the bat on it. Right. He was a really good pitcher. Uh looks like he's he's retiring at the end of the year, so I hope he rides off into the sunset. It's unfortunate it won't be in a post game kind of scenario. And it's also unfortunate because they jumped on him on the way out. The Orioles gave it to him. That's the way it goes. That's how it goes. Just in boxing and everything. You get old, they give it to you. They give it to you. (laughs) Come on, man. One thing that we didn't talk about last week, the most disturbing thing happening in Major League Baseball, is arguably the best reliever, the best closer in baseball, is facing felony charges for child sex trafficking. and Not trafficking, child sex uh, uh, abuse, molestation. He's a pedophile. He's a pedophile. Felix, Felix, Philip, Felipe, Felipe Vasquez. Yeah, thank you. Felipe Vasquez of the Pittsburgh Pirates. You've heard him talk about, heard us talk about him a lot. He's a monster on the mound. And a pervert. <laughs> met a 13-year-old girl at the ballpark, got her number. All these are the allegations, and they have the proof because he, he sent her. He confessed. But the reason that he confessed is because he showed, they showed him the lewd photos of himself that he sent her without his face, but with all of his tattoos Dumb. in it. Dumb. And uh, I, I'm really, really disappointed about this. That's past disappointment. And, and his, and his, her mom found out 
via the seeing the text of what was going on. And not only that, he kept it going. He kept it going for two years. Whoa. 13 years old to 15 years old and then had the nerve to tell the authorities, yeah, I had a feeling she might be underage. Huh. What? Creep. Straight no. creep. Yeah. Straight creep. creep. What are you doing? I, every woman in the world is at your disposal. All the ballpark you're, you're Andy's, the ma- and you're major league baseball player. Yeah. Right. You a well-known come, one. Yeah, you could come out of the dugout afterwards, or just like the Dodgers used to talk about back in the day. They would have them in between innings and stuff like that, and you decide to mess with a child. Crazy. Yeah, I don't even yeah. feel like it's the, you know you waste time with people like him. You're I mean, it's really, it's really sick. The dude, I mean, there is no rehab for that. No. What, what kind of rehab? How can we get that out of your mind that that's inappropriate? You can't. Yeah. And for you to act on it. Yeah, and for you to act on it. Multiple times. Sheesh. Very disappointing. Uh wanted to bring that up because that's uh that's unfortunate news. I don't I I feel like everybody needs to know about that sort of thing. And coming down to the end of it, uh one thing that I really like to see is that this kid Malik Smith on the Seattle Mariners has forty five stolen bases. I would love to see the stolen base, the art of the stolen base come back. Come back, man. Forty game changer. It changes the entire game. Now that's something that the Astros don't do well. They don't steal bases well. Only Jose Altuve. I think Bregman's halfway decent, but George Springer can't really steal bases. Despite being extremely fast. Yeah. Right. You can right. watch him go get it, but he can't steal bases. Which is wild. Yeah. And, and if this you is bring something, that back, this is a game changer. It's this is, some, this game is something the Dodgers can do if they properly, if they listen, if they, they take the reins off of Dave Roberts and they let him actually coach and do that. Yeah. But it's too late now at the yeah. end of the year. I mean, you well, got. You have I to mean, Cody Bellinger, Cody Bellinger actually is a good base runner. Yeah, but you have to practice this all year, and then, I hear you. and then in the World Series or the postseason, you can't just turn it on and like, okay, now I'm still in bags. It's too late. Yeah, I didn't but, practice. I didn't practice. And and they play bad, a bad brand of baseball, honestly. And so you can't expect them. They might make it to the World Series. Still, I don't think that they can beat. It's going to be hard this year. I don't think they can beat the Cardinals. It's going to be or hard the Braves. This year. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard to get, to get past either one of those teams. Yeah. Um, Tim Anderson of your Chicago White Sox. Looks like he's going to end up the batting champion, which is awesome. How many points is he ahead of DJ LeMahieu? I don't know. He's batting 338 right now. And DJ LeMahieu is not that far behind him. You're right. He, DJ LeMahieu is way behind him. How far? 10 points. Wow. He's batting 338. DJ LeMahieu is batting 328. You ain't going to make up 10 points in the last week of the season. Too many ABs. Too many ABs. Too many ABs, child. Too many ABs. So then you got uh, Christian Yelich's. Christian Yelich's line is dumb, and he hasn't played in a month, huh? And it's perverse. Three twenty nine, thirty swipes. Wow, Christian Yelich stole thirty bags. He's thirty thirty. Eighty walks, ninety seven ribeyes, forty four bombs, three triples, twenty nine doubles, hundred sixty one hits, and a hundred runs scored in one hundred thirty games. That that forty bombs and only forty four bombs. Ribbies sounds crazy. No, that's that's just because solos. he's well. That's because he bats, he's high in the yeah, lineup. He bats. Oh, okay, yeah, he bats okay, second. Yeah, most yeah of he bats okay. second most of the yeah. time. Oh, okay, so, so it's so nobody on base. Crazy, it's just yeah. crazy. But what's crazy? And they try to pitch around him. Yeah, right. it's crazy because the two hole hitters is hitting that hitting like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. And his OPS is one point one. Vicious. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we got that. We got a your man. I know you love Pete Alonzo. I love Pete Alonzo. What? Pete Alonzo, the real deal. I know you love Pete Alonzo, child. <laughs> so it looks like Pete Alonzo is going to lead the the uh, the, the, the league in general. Yeah, he's got fifty one. He needs two to break Aaron Judge's record, one to tie. Oh, he gets it. Eugenio Suarez has forty nine. Cody Bellinger's at sitting at forty six. One thing I think is impressive about Cody Bellinger is that he he ended up with one hundred and sixty six hits, a lot more hits than he normally has. How many strikeouts? Has. He struck out. 
only 108 times. Yeah. That's and a that, big – and they all came in that series against the Yankees. <laughs> that, that's, that just happened recently. Yeah. Yeah, he was It put the screws to him. It did. Uh-huh. They did. They did. And so, uh, yeah, who do you got for Cy Young? Jack Flaherty. And, uh, American I'll, League? Probably Garrett Cole. Garrett P. Coltrane. Coltrane. That Coltrane. <laughs> he punch you out of there. Punch you, you out. Jack Flaherty. Yeah, Jack Flaherty. I, he's literally probably given up 10 runs since the All-Star break. And how many K strikeouts he has? Jack Close to 200. Flaherty oh, okay. has gotten 225 guys out of there. Whew. That's getting you out of there. Yeah, that's, 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 you out of there. And I think he's 23 years old. Man, guys get you out of there now. I know. Jack. I'm looking we, at it right now. You know, Walker Bueller started out strong, but now we're watching. Out of there. They get you out of there. You get down two strikes nowadays. You cancel Christmas. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> well, and he's one of those pitchers that don't pitch to like upper in the upper echelon of the zone because nowadays pitcher pitch the pitchers pitch up because guys are trying to launch angle and trying to hit the ball out. Mm-hmm. So they throw up because they know that you can't really catch up to it. But Jack Flaherty keeps his low, which low. is where most guys should yeah. pitch. Which, where it is. Yeah. Wow. Steven Strasburg punched out two hundred and fifty-one dudes, man. Get you out of there. Justin Verlander's trying to creep up on 300. Got yeah, 288 he, dudes that he punched out. Verlander's the man. He's been doing it for years. Loki, you he's might want to give Justin Verlander to the Cy Young. Yeah, that's what Sheesh. they're saying, that he's probably going to win it. Him and Garrett Cole. Garrett ERA? Cole's ERA is 252. Justin Verlander's is 253. Mm. Justin Verlander has thrown 217 innings. Garrett Cole only threw 207.1. Mm. I mean, their stats are like strikeouts. almost identical. Wow. wow. That's, that's what crazy. they're talking about. It's been the running thing that they yeah, I'd probably give it to JV to be honest. Even though Garrett Cole gave you dominance. He gave like, you dominance. But it's, but JV has 20 wins. Mm. Oh. But that's not <laughs> 20 and 6, but 19 and 5. How can you blame Garrett Cole for that? I'm just, listen, I'm just telling you. Maybe if he had one more start, 10 more innings, maybe he'd get his dub. Mm. How many how many wins does he have? 19. Just not does, 20. He have one, does he have that one more 20 start is coming? Vicious. That 20 just sound. It just sound. He has got a tingle to it. 20 game winner. I'm a 20 game winner. <laughs> you can't take not that a away. 19 game winner. Now I'm a 20 game winner. Nobody's known for being a 19 game winner. Wow. Except for Garrett Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Except for 315 strikeout Garrett Cole. Wow. That's great. All righty. You got anything else you want to? Oh, what you about, know what we want to talk about? We want to talk about AB. Oh, yeah. So it looks like. The New England Patriots might actually be on the hook to give AB that signing bonus, as per what everybody's reporting. Yeah, the MLB. I mean, they're trying to uh, squeeze it out of him, huh? The NF, NFL, he wants he wants, he wants him to file a grievance for it because they're saying they only have four reasons that they cannot pay a signing bonus, mm-hmm. and he doesn't fit into those categories of any of those four reasons. No, don't worry, they'll figure it out. Football's dirty like that. Football's I'll just take on the AB saga, man. I think they they owe that man that money. Get that man that money. Like I personally don't understand what a signing bonus is for if no. I don't get it when I sign. No, no, no. I personally don't understand what a contract is for when you don't have to stand by it. And that's what the NFL does. Mm. They have they have all these contracts, and they're just like the paper that you go and wipe your butt with. It might as well be. Yeah, because they don't ever have to stand by Shout anything. Shout out to Sherman. <laughs> they, don't ever have to, they don't ever have to stand by it. So if they can come up with any kind of excuse or not to pay you, they do it, and then yeah, they're gonna find a loophole. Dude. Always a loophole. Always. We spoke about it last week. Always. We knew it, they were gonna figure out a way. Now, my problem with AB more so than anything is that I know that he's burning bridges and doing it. Honestly, he has some kind of justification, or he's right in a certain degree because what he's done in the past recently. There's so many other players in the league that has done. They've done way worse than he has. You know what I'm saying? And it's just well, I mean, violence, domestic violence, yeah. murder, rape, right. everything. Rape. There's a there's a lot of not to justify anything that he's done. I understand I'm, what you're saying, uh-huh, but but 
they're really sticking the screws to him now because he's turning on the on the on the locker room. You know, yeah. and that's his problem. You can't turn on the locker room. Now he's got all the other NFL players standing up against him. Sure did. He so he got into it yesterday with Eric Weddle and uh Oh did he? Yeah, Golden Town on on, uh, on Twitter. On Twitter. Because you know he came out and he said, I'm done with the NFL. I'll never play for this. These guys don't stand by their contracts. I retire from the NFL. Yeah, now he's talking then about the he, NFL needy. Then he <laughs> went and had to go do that deposition in Miami for throwing the furniture off the balcony and uh Seems like AB was like, you know what? I kind of need my brand. <laughs> so maybe the NFL needs me. I'm the best. Let's see if this one works. <laughs> maybe the NFL needs me. I'm the best. <laughs> and 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 Golden Tate responded with, what? <laughs> That's what he said. He said, they need you? Well, he's going to have a hard time even fitting in any locker room now. Yeah, because I mean, now people are just going to look at him crazy. Which is a trip, though, because it seemed like, honestly, he seemed like he was on the straight and narrow for that period with New England. Mm-hmm. He came out. He played well in the game. He had said all the right things during practice. That, that was only week. a week. That's <laughs> a, listen, it's, it's only sixteen. It's only it's only you six, have more discipline than a week. It's man, only sixteen on. weeks in the season. But see, he didn't get fired for locker room stuff there. The reason he got let go there was because he sent those intimidating texts yeah. to the witness, yeah. and he was over the top talking about what he did on her back and X, Y, and Z. And Robert Kraft didn't appreciate that. I mean, then he tried to put Robert Kraft under, throw him under the which bus, which is why it feels like he'll never get another job yeah. in the league yeah. because and they he, said Bill Belichick went rogue deciding. Oh really? Yeah, it was all him. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And made them made Bill look bad. <laughs> Bill. Wow. Well, on a different note, they're saying Melvin Gordon could play Sunday against the Dolphins. So Melvin Gordon's looking like he's going to come back. Unfortunately, he's going to mess up my FanDuel. Yeah, because you got Eckler. Yeah, I got to take Eckler out. Tell now. the people what happened in your FanDuel last week. I came in number twenty out of how many thousand was it? Forty-five. Tw- yeah, that's forty-five thousand. In one of those tournaments. Yeah, I came in number twenty out of forty-five thousand. Only won three hundred bucks, but still. but how long? How much was the bet? The dollar. You tell the dollar. Seven, You tell a terrible story. Thank you. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was seven dollars. It was a seven dollar bet. He made a seven dollar bet. Seven dollars seventy-seven cents. The twentieth place out of forty-five thousand people. Yeah. If he comes in first, he wins twenty-five racks right. off of six bucks, seven bucks, and the only difference was. <sighs> Do we have to say it? Say it. No. Rambo wants to know. No. No, because no, FanDuel is so bogus. What was it? it wasn't, no, no, it wasn't. Was this, was, this was on him. This wasn't no FanDuel. Oh. This was Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. I took Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. destroyed the Raiders. <laughs> and I took him out of my lineup and put in Austin Eckler. Oh, and Austin Eckler oh. stuck the joint up for the first time all year. And part of the problem was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they said, yeah, this they, is my biggest problem with fantasy football in general. Yeah, because they they had the question mark next to him. You know, right? Well, you so you don't. <laughs> so you, you get he's game time. He's yeah, game, game time. time decision, and they literally mean game time. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> and so game time comes. I take him out. I'm like, I can't take a chance. Let me take him out just in case. I take him out, and he goes and he crazy. goes berserk. He went ham on the Raiders, and Austin Eckler didn't do anything. And nobody else did any of those 19 people in front of you no, have Dalvin No, they had Cook? Dalvin Cook. Oh, they, 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 <laughs> they all had, had Dalvin Cook. Now, with the, with the numbers that Dalvin Cook put up, he would have won the tournament. Yeah. And the 25. You added with his team. Tell him who Dalvin Cook tell, Yes, yes. Oh. Tell him who you had. Oh, I had a monster squad. I had Mike Evans. Uh, who was it? Who else was it? I had uh, he had everybody who balled yeah. out on Sunday. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, yeah, McCaffrey as well. Yeah, I had the um, what tight end did I have? I had a nice tight end, the, the best tight end in the league last year, last was week. It? I need to look that line up. Or, no, it wasn't or, Travis Kelsey. Kittle, Kittle from San Francisco. Nope, it wasn't George Kittle. It was. Why didn't you look it up? You had yeah. the thing. You showed it to me twenty times. You could believe you didn't get your cheese. <laughs> I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys go ahead and discuss why I pulled this up. Yeah, exactly. And and surprisingly, last night on uh, Thursday Night Football, which actually hurt the ratings of the Unicorn. Shout out to everybody who supported us to watch the Unicorn premiere. 
Um, but a uh, good game last night, actually, between Philly and, and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And they picked off uh, – I almost said Brett Favre. They picked off Aaron Rodgers in the end zone to win the game. How about that? I well, turned the game off. And how about those bad calls? Now, tell me the take on your what, – what's your take? What's the point in the league making these rules if you can't then in turn – amend the the calls right it just becomes a pissing contest because now the refs don't want to be wrong just like the baseball in baseball the umpires don't want to be wrong even when they go through the whole little rigmarole looking putting your head in the box and looking at the right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 what, so, what's the decision a, there's a theater to it yeah. for sure mm-hmm. oh yeah let me see my tight end was greg olson that's who it was greg oh olson. adam thielen nelson aguilar mike evans Ooh, Mark Ingram. Unlike Aguilar, you see that video on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> with, the, uh-uh. with the dude. Oh, wow. Really? You never seen it? There was a dude. Oh, that was the best. Yeah, that was <laughs> the <laughs> best. They were just throwing babies. They were throwing them. babies. And I was catching them, too. Unlike, Unlike Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> how about Aguilar taking the, the high road, though, and inviting them, saying, how much I love what you yeah. do in the community. I want to invite you and your family to a game. Yeah. And I'll drop the tickets off. Get it? I'll drop them off. (laughs) Let me tell you something, Chris. You always need a sleeper. I had my sleeper was Kyle Allen last week, and it was 4.8% owned. Ooh, and how how many did he come with? 24. 24.34. On a 4% on? That's perfect. Those are, the, those are the ones that get you W's in FanDuel. Yeah, because you, I love nobody's FanDuel scoring when they're regular fantasy. Yeah, I don't too. play regular fantasy. I don't want to be in your league. and, and Not interested. I don't want to do that. It really doesn't work well, though, for baseball. It's hard to pick in baseball, yeah. you know, because the variables, it's way too much. People are playing bullpen games now, and so, so you'll put a player in there, and then they'll take FanDuel, it. you're saying, doesn't work yeah, well. Yeah, FanDuel doesn't work well for baseball. For football, it's great. I love you. Yeah, football and basketball is amazing. All right, folks. This has been a spirited edition of the Ozone. Brought a new family member into the Ozone. Happy to have you, Lambo. Man, I am well. Godspeed. Thank we you. wish you the best in your career. I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank it was you, awesome. Man, thank you. Y'all are crazy. Y'all, we got to go to a Dodgers game, man. I don't know. Oh, we, got, we got at least uh, two of them at the Ravine coming up. <laughs> at least two next week. Going to leave you with a quote from Winston Churchill. Continuous efforts, not strength or intelligence, is the key to unlocking our potential. Stay at it, folks. Don't let anything knock you down and keep you down. I'm your host, Omar Miller. Remember, we are all in this thing together. This is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. 